Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. Now today we're going we're gonna to continue with our series called Paper Planes to Paradise. And we are in week three of it. Now this week when, when I was at Vic Falls, it really took my breath away and I realized but every big thing starts with something small. Every big thing in our lives that we're dreaming about and want to go to starts with something maybe insignificant to us. But some, the world just want to see the big thing. But God looks at the smaller things in our lives. And I truly believe that if every one of us take hold of the small, insignificant things in our lives, we will start to see the big things accomplished. We will. It is actually a God promise. Now we look at all the successful people around us, and I spoke about this, and, and we look at what big things that they do to accomplish what they're doing at that moment. And what do I need to do to get there? But it's usually the small things that lead to the big breakthroughs in life. And that's what I want us to, to realize through this, through this sermon series that is not about the big things I do. It's about the small insignificant things that become the big things that makes big breakthroughs and big changes in our lives. Now last week I spoke about our thoughts, if you remember. I spoke about our thoughts and, and, and how we need to change our thoughts. See, it's such a huge thing that we need to work on as believers. You see why? Because our thoughts influence our words. And our words influence our actions. And our actions become habits. And our habits create our destiny. And that's why we need to make sure that, yes, we think right, but our thoughts lead to our words, lead to our actions, and, and creates habits, and habits create our destiny. Now, every small thing is like, a small, is like a snowball effect. It might start small, but it can have a massive impact on your life in years to come. That's why our parents always tell us, brush your teeth when you're young. Because <laughs> when you're old, you wish, oh, I should have brushed my teeth more. But today I want to speak about the power of our words. We daily speak. Did you know that the normal human beings speak about between 2,000 and 5,000 words a day? I'm not going to tell you how much men speak and how much women speak, but, but anyway. It's in between 2,000 to 5,000 words a day. Do you know that from that words that we speak, we only speak about 500 significant words a day? It's incredible, isn't it? And it makes you think of, do I weigh my words? Do I think about the words that I'm speaking? Now, researchers have went, and they did a research on why marriages either stay together or fail. And it's inc incredible. And they took a bunch of couples, a lot of couples all over the world, and they, they, they tested or studied their behavior from year one to about two to three decades into a marriage. And they looked at it and what stood out and... and, and, and the amazing thing that came out is none of the factors they thought would lead to divorce, like showing affection or a lack of affection or fighting regularly, none of those things stood out. None of it. In fact, there were no huge differences in the early stages of any marriage. In that first two, three, four, five, six, seven years, there was no difference between the couples who stayed together and the couples who got divorced. But the difference that, that stood out the most was one small little thing. And you can guess it, their words. One small little thing. 
in the first few years, the couples who stayed together used about five insults out of every hundred comments every day. Five insults daily. And the couples who ended up in divorce started out with about ten insults out of a hundred comments daily. What's the difference? Five insults. Five. But as the years ticked along, the five more insults became like a snowball effect. And it ended up in a marriage that was broken. Five little words daily. It was incredible. I, I read this and I thought, can it be that small? Just five insulting words more daily can end up in a broken relationship or a blossoming relationship. You see, a small difference didn't look like a threatening thing in the beginning, but it turned out to be something massive. Our words is a powerful force in our lives. It is. If you read John 1, it says that, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you look at Genesis 1, what did God do? He spoke creation into existence. He, he, go and read Genesis 1. It said, and God said, and it created, and God said, and God said, and then lastly he said, and God saw. He spoke with the Word, and the Holy Spirit created. You see, the words that we speak daily are one of the most powerful things that we have to create or destroy our destiny. Well, you've got the option. Either create or either destroy. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, Death and life, we all know this so well, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will what? Eat its fruit. Will see the results in their life. Death and life. Not just life, death and life. You see, King Solomon said that our tongue, our words, has the power of life and death. And that means that the words we speak can either be one, life-giving, or number two, it can be life-taking. So it's very important. Those two words I want you to rem remember this morning. Your words is either life-giving or life-taking. Now let me say... Uh, let, let me ask a very important question as we start this morning. How many of you sitting here this morning, how many of us want to see your life change? Or maybe I should, should, should break it down a bit. How many of you trusting God to change something in your life? Come on, all of our hands should be up because there's always something that you want to change in your life. You want to see change, not to change your whole life, but you want to change something. I want to wake up earlier. I want to read my Bible earlier more. I want to spend more time with my kids. I, I want to do this. You want to change certain things in your life, so you, you're longing for change. But if we want to have change in life, then we need to change the words we speak. We need to. You see, small changes in the words we speak will result in big changes in our lives to come. It is. In fact, James, the book of James, said this a long time ago. Now, James was the brother of Christ. I don't know if you remember that. James was the brother of Jesus. And, um, and they actually said some um, comments were wrote about him. Um, all the clever guys wrote that says his writings in James were the most clearer or the best evidence of the divinity of Christ. But the reason why they said it, just think about it. How tough is it to convince your own brother that you are the son of God? Think about it. If you can convince him, then 
He is the most convinced of all. So when he speaks, James speaks about the power of words. I mean, it is quite weighty. Now listen to what James says, James 3, verse 3 to 5. It says, We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. A tiny spark. Now, James comes and he talks about a small bit in a horse's mouth where a human being or a man can sit on a powerful horse and steer it wherever it needs to go. Small little thing can steer big power. It's the same with the ship. Huge ship on the seas. And a small rudder with the human being steering the ship, no matter how strong the winds are, that ship can be steered. Now maybe you're here this morning and there's some storms in your life and you feel like this is tough. I'm going through these challenges. I have to make these decisions. The winds are heavy. But there's some small things in your life that can steer you through this situation. And if you're going to catch this this morning, it can change some things in your life. You see, small things can make a huge difference. Small things in our lives. Then he continued by saying that the power of a human tongue is like a well-crafted speech. And that well-crafted speech, what can a well-crafted speech do? It can move a huge crowd. Yeah. It can stir a crowd up. It can, positive or negative, <laughs> it can stir something up. So there is power in our words. There's power when we speak, and sometimes we use our words so blatantly, so just oh, without thinking. But our words are weighed. What he is actually saying is that we speak life-giving words or life-taking words, and both of those words can have a huge impact on your life, depending on what word you use. And sometimes we use words, and we don't really know we're using life-taking words, and we see a result later and say, how did I get here? But you've been speaking that into existence all your life. Now, if you show me a marriage who's struggling... I promise you there will be a lot of life-taking words in that relationship. The same with a good marriage. Yeah, you will look at the marriage and why it's blossoming, why it's so amazing. But I promise you there is a lot of life-giving words in that relationship. You can just see the proof in the pudding. Now think about it. Maybe you've got a frustrating boss. Maybe you've got some people that really challenges your peace. Maybe... Man, you're just in, in relationships that you just want to strangle each other. Come on, we all have been there. But see, that life-taking words builds an environment that just make everything negative. Or, or why do we enjoy spending time with friends or co-workers or family? Why? Because there's life-giving words in that relationships. And that life-giving words makes it fun to be together. Now, King Solomon, the wisest man ever, showed us the difference between life-taking words and life-giving words. And there's two scriptures I want to look at today. Proverbs 12, verse 18 says the following. It says, The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The words of the reckless. Now, I don't know. I probably don't even have to ask, but, but all of us have been pierced by reckless words before. Am I right? All of us. 
no matter how old you are, how young you are, we go through that in our lives. But Solomon compares it to a wise tongue that brings healing. A wise word that's been speaking. You see, someone can give us the right word at the right time, and it is just a healing moment. I mean, if you've been in a tough moment in your life, and someone just walks in and just starts encouraging you, they can just maybe it's like run into your life and say, man, I thought about you all day, and I've been praying for you, and I don't know, but I just wanted to tell you, you're amazing. And it changes your heart and your soul in that moment. Look at Proverbs 15, verse 4. It says, The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. <laughs> it's the same here. You see, all of us had, a, had our spirit crushed before. By what? By stupid words. Like, why aren't you married yet, man? Why are you struggling with this? Maybe people say, yeah, you, man, you should lose weight, then people maybe would notice you. See, people can crush our spirit without knowing it. Hey, what did you do to your hair? Yeah, thank you, I've spent like 500 rand on it. Come on. Or maybe people will come to you and say, man, you are just irritating and frustrating to be around. <laughs> Ever had that? I never liked you. Why are you still here? Or maybe they will say, man, you will never become what you dream about. You're just a failure. Ever had that in your life? See, people in my life have told me, Any, you'll never be a preacher. You'll never be able to lead a church. Yet here, here we are today because I was intentional in speaking over my life what I know God spoke over my life. And the same with us. We can't hold on to life-taking words because it crushes our spirit. On the other hand, we have received also life-giving words in our lives. Where people come to you and say, man, I believe in you. You are incredible. Have you noticed how good you speak to people? Maybe people will come to you and say, man, I'm so proud of you. Well done for working hard and doing and accomplishing what you have set your mind to. Or maybe people will come and say, man, I love you so much. Come on, husbands, tell your wife, I love you so much, I'll marry you all over again. <laughs> it's amazing. You're amazing. You're this. I mean, we get life-giving words in our lives, and it do something to us. See, when we speak life-giving words into a relationship, it boosts that relationship. It encourages our soul. You see, sometimes in a relationship, you either want to be happy or you want to be right. If you want to be happy, you'll speak life-giving words. If you want to be right, you're going to speak life-taking words. Because I'm right and you're wrong. No, no, I just want to be happy. I'm going to make sure that I speak life-giving words over this relationship and my friends and my spouse. Now, we can call the greatness out of our kids. Come on, we need to. I call the greatness out of my kids. Maybe you can call the greatness out of your spouse every day. You can call the greatness out of your friendships. We just need to be intentional in speaking life-giving words on a daily basis. And you, it's not going to come by itself because you're going to have tough days and you're going to have happy days. But we need to be intentional in saying, I'm going to speak life-giving words in my workplace today. I know that I didn't have a fun two weeks, but I'm going to be life-giving today. I'm going to make a choice to do this. Now, last week we did a thought test. Remember that? We had some fun in church. Can we do another one this week? So we're going to do a words test. I'm going to test you how your words look like in your life. I mean, are you ready? It's just going to be between you and yourself, and, uh, and you're going to think of how your test is going to look like. Now, number one, we're going to look at how... 
the life or how your words look like towards others. First, do you do life taking words to others? Now, you're going to grade yourself between 1 and 10. If, it's like maybe you, you come to people and say, man, you didn't do a good job this week. You didn't do a good job. Or maybe you say that, man, your room is always filthy. Or maybe you come say and say, man, you always leave the toilet seat up. Maybe you're on the bottom part there, like 1 to 4. But maybe you feel you speak more life-giving words to others. And you come to them and say, man, I'm so proud of you. Um, man, you're the best husband or wife. Maybe you come to them and say, man, you are such incredible. That was such an incredible meal tonight. I can't wait for tomorrow. Or maybe you said, man, you did a great job. Well done for sticking to it. You're improving every day. Maybe you, you focus more on that. And maybe then it's more a five to a ten. So grade yourself in terms of that. How you give either life-taking words to others or life-giving words to others. Now we're going to look at number two, that you grade yourself. Number two, we're going to look how you speak to yourself. Do you speak to yourself? I, I always say people say, eh, those people who speak to themselves are crazy. But I want to tell you, if you don't speak to yourself, you are crazy. You need to speak to yourself. Now, if you use, do you use life-taking words to yourself or life-giving words to yourself? Maybe you come to, do, come to yourself and say, man, I can't do this. I'm just struggling with this. I'm, I'm just going to fail again. I know myself. I'm just going to fail again. Or maybe you come to say, man, life is just always bad. No matter where I set my foot, I mean, I, when I touch things, it just goes bad. Or maybe you tell yourself, this is going to be a tough day. Whew, I know it. Or maybe you say, I'm so tired all the time. Sounds familiar? Or maybe you give life-giving words to yourself and you say, man, God is with me. God is going to bless me today. This is a good day to be alive. This is going to be an awesome day. I'm qualified to do a great job in my life. I am an overcomer. My work is in excellence. Maybe you speak more self, life-giving words to yourself. Maybe you should grade yourself today. What is, how does your words look like in your own life? Now let's see quickly. And I want you to be honest. How many of you Speak more life-giving words to others than to yourself. Come on, be honest. We speak more life-giving words to others than to ourselves. It's interesting, isn't it? Now, if you didn't put a 10 on both of these questions, you know what's coming. I've got good news for you. <laughs> Today I've got good news for you. If you don't have a 10 in both of these questions, there is tremendous possibility for improvement in your life. Why am I saying this? Because there is much power in our words. There is power in your words. There is tremendous possibility for breakthrough, for improvement, to make your words life-giving. It's amazing. See, if we want to change the life we have, we just need to change the words we speak. Do you hear that? If you want to change the life and the stuff of that thing in your life, if you want to bring change into your life, you just need to change the words you speak on a daily basis. It is so simple, so small. This one small little paper plane can take you to a place where you always want it to be. See, if we make small changes in the way we speak, it will make huge changes in the way we live. And if you can teach that to the people around you, to your children, just think about the change we will have around us. 
There's four months left to Christmas, and if we want to change something in your life or improve something in your life, we need to build more life-giving words into our lives. We want to make sure that I speak more life-giving words into everything I do. Do I bring negativity into my life, or do I bring life into my daily walk with God? Now, now I want to look at two very important rules. Two very important rules. If you want to speak more life-giving words into your life, there's two rules. Number one, it is this. If you can't say anything good, just skip it. <laughs> Leave it out. Stop it. Don't say it. You see, you can think a thought, but it only becomes life when you speak it. Sometimes we give ourselves a hiding because we think stupid stuff. But as long as you don't say it, it doesn't have life. Yes, we need to, like we spoke last week, we need to challenge our thought life. We need to have a good thought life. But our words brings actions. Isn't that what we try to teach our children every day? So we've been having, I've, I've had this conversation <laughs> weekly with my kids. And I said to them, listen, if you can't say anything positive, what do you do? You don't say it. Just be quiet. Don't say it. Listen to Ephesians 4 verse 29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Isn't that a powerful scripture? You see, this is one of those scriptures, if it doesn't convict you, you're either not listening or you're not saved. It needs to convict us, this scripture. Don't let any unwholesome, stupid, I didn't think talk come out of my mouth. You see, don't let that word come out of your mouth. Instead, speak words people need to build them up. I don't know about you, but I love to encourage people. And guess what? It is something inherently that God gave us all to encourage others. Who just want? I mean, I have never met someone that's like, man, I can't just, I can't wait to just um, crush someone's spirit today. Who? I'm just, I wake up every morning to say something bad to someone. <laughs> I mean, it's just stupid. No, we are born to encourage others. It is an inherent godly thing in us. Now, if most of us just apply the scripture to our job, or maybe apply it to your finances, to your marriages, maybe apply this to your parenting, if you can apply this to your friendship, then all of this, us sitting in church, will be worthwhile. If you can just apply this scripture today that says, don't let any unwholesome talk come over your lips. But bring encouragement into people's lives that bring hope. Because all of us need it. We need this in our lives. I remember when I was a young pastor, we were still student pastors and, and, and student ministry. And we were about five friends. And we had this thing around ourselves. Then if one of us in the conversation starts speaking stupid stuff, then most of us will go like, shh. Just shh. They wouldn't say anything. Shh. And, and then if we don't stop, then one of us will interrupt and say, hey man, don't say something stupid. And every time in the beginning when we started doing this, man, it was so offensive. It's like I felt like I'd, I'm not saying anything else today. But you know what it did? It created a culture of speaking life, giving words into our lives. Even today. My one friend's in America, one is in George, one is in Jakarta. I mean, they're all over. And when we Zoom, it's like when someone starts on something, you will just see someone sit like this. That's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. 
but it saved our lives. Because we had a value to say, I would rather speak life-giving than life-taking words. And yes, there is moments in your life where you have to be stern with someone. You have to, I mean, I have to, I, I can't smile and wave my kids every day. I need to sit them down and say, listen, this will not happen again. But there's also love in that, but there's also life-giving words. It will not happen again because you are called to much greater things. You are an overcomer. You can do much better than this. Doesn't make sense? Come on, let's, let's not say something that brings or break people down. Let's say some things like life-giving words that build them up. Number two, if you think something good, say it. Just say it. Don't keep it for yourselves. Don't be a, a what is the right word, a word Latin. I'm keeping everything to myself. No, no. If you think something good, say it. Say it. Listen. Um, this is probably one of the greatest things we can teach ourselves. If you want to teach you, yourself something good today, teach yourself this. We think a lot of good things daily, but we never say half of it. We do. There's so many times that I think about my wife. Oh, man, she's so pretty. Wow, look at her. She's like, wow. But I, I say half of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I repent openly. <laughs> But sometimes we think, come on, we think so many good things. Maybe you have workers around you and you walk past them and say, and you think, wow, they, they're amazing. They're just so faithful. Just turn around and say, man, you're faithful. Well, thank you. You see, let's make this a rule in our lives. I, I thought about this. I wrote this down. I thought, let's make this a rule in our lives that let's say good things about ourselves daily or about someone else daily. Or maybe let's say good things about God to ourselves or to others daily. Or maybe let's say good things about our circumstances daily. Maybe it's raining and you wanted to go and run and say, thank you, wow, at least it's raining and our dams are getting fuller. But I really wanted to go and run. But let's say something good rather. You see, because when we say it, we give life to our thoughts. We give life to it. Look at Proverbs 16, verse 24. It says, Gracious words are like honeycomb to the soul and healing to the bones. Gracious words. Now, King Solomon, here we go. Why is this man again? If you notice, King Solomon didn't say gracious thoughts. He said words. He said we need our, to use our words to bring change. You can't think Change to happen. If I think every day, man, I need to change, I need to change, I just think it. But when I start saying things like, I am changing because this is my calling, this is who I am, then suddenly you'll, you'll be surprised how much action there is. You see, just thinking thoughts will not bring us to an ultimate destiny. We need to speak it. It will have a major effect if we think bad thoughts. Yes, I know, and we spoke about that last week. But did you know that one of the most powerful things to combat negative thoughts is to speak a word? It's really, it's proven. And I, can, I can prove a lot of things to you. If you think a thought, think a thought, and suddenly you start speaking a word, it directs your thoughts immediately to the words you spoke. Because there's so much power in our words. You see, thoughts have to lead to words before it can become an action. We need to speak Although you don't feel it, we need to speak it. When I worked as a sports psychologist uh, with Varsity Cup and, and with uh, pro rugby guys, I was 
in an environment that was really tough. Because the environment is filled up with bad language and rugby language. And not all of them. I'm not, I'm not um, uh, how can I say, I'm not saying everyone is like that. I'm just saying the environment sometimes is tough. And when I drive home, all those words are flowing into my mind. I'm thinking about all these things. But to not go there, I had to start speaking life-giving words over myself. To say, I'm not, and not just to myself, but to all the people around me. Till one of the managers came to me one day. It's like, Henny, why do you always speak like that? I was like, what do you mean? It's like you always use words that doesn't make sense. It's like words that's not cursing or words that's... And I could see it really gets to him. Because I made a decision to that this is who I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak life-giving words, not unwholesome words that, that will bring me into an environment that I think bad about myself. But I had to change the environment from here, not from there. I had to start speaking to myself in a way that brings life, but not just to myself, then to others around me. You see, words are so powerful. So don't keep life-giving words from someone if you think about it. Say to them, you're amazing. Man, I just love you today. You are so incredible. Can't wait to be with you. So when you think something, just send them a WhatsApp. Give them a call. Walk over. Say to them, you are awesome. You are awesome. It might just change their life. I remember I was, I was sitting one day, I mean, drink, drinking tea on a couch, and I had a thought about a friend of mine, also in ministry, and I saw him scuba diving. And this thought, I just like saw him, and as he was scuba diving, his air suddenly ran out, and he was busy suffocating. You know, when that, literally that, that movie kind of thing. And I saw in a moment how God just suddenly refilled his oxygen tanks, and he could breathe again. And I thought, wow, that is interesting. And I thought, ah, it's either nothing or it's something. And I picked up my phone and I sent him a voice note. And I said, man, this is, might be weird, but I was thinking about you. And I saw this and, and, and God showed me how he suddenly fills the, 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 the oxygen tanks. And, and man, I'm praying for you. I hope you all cheers. Forgot about it. Two months afterwards, we were brying and said, Dude, I've, I've totally forgot to tell you, but I was driving on N1 and I was thinking all this stuff and I really had a tough day and I was, I was ready to quit everything. Ready. I, was, I, I drove my car and I felt like I was suffocating. <laughs> and then my text message came through and I was listening to the voice note and it saved his life. You see, sometimes we think some things about things. You don't have to be prophetic. You've got Holy Spirit. You, you can just say what you think if it's life-giving. If it's life-taking, keep it for yourself. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. Trust God for something life-giving. But see, but you can save someone's life if you say something that is meaning to them without necessarily have meaning for you. The same with us. It's super important to speak to yourself. We need to encourage ourselves on a daily basis. We need to stop thinking and start saying positive things of our lives, of our circumstances. I was struggling about this. My, my pastor came to me one day and said, Henny, did you realize you, you complain all the time? 
I was a young pastor. We just got married. I was, but I, I literally had a thing in my life that I complained all the time. And he said, I was really offended when he told me that. Really. <laughs> I said to him, to, even today, I said, man, you remember that time? I was super offended. I wanted to leave. But I went back home and I started listening to myself over the last four, five, six, seven days. And I was shocked after day two. So I realized I needed to start speaking to myself. So I went and I took a list, a small little paper, and I wrote 10 things, positive things about me. I wrote it on the little paper, and I pasted it to my visor in my car. And I took another one and pasted it to my, my mirror when I brushed my teeth in the morning. So every morning I get to my, brush my teeth, and I wanted to start thinking stupid things, and I looked at the paper, and I realized, ah, I'm more than an overcomer. Henny, you can do this. People like you. And then when I get into my car and I started driving and, and, and I started being frustrated about the traffic, then I would read, you are peaceful. God's peace will guide your, your hearts and your mind today. I mean, I had all these things in my life. Henny, you are successful. You can speak to others. Stuff that was personal to me, that was encouraging to me, but it was life-giving to myself. After two, three weeks... My, he, he came back to me and said, Henny, what did you do? I said, I did nothing. He said, no, no, no. What did, something changed. And I realized, but I was speaking life-giving words over myself. And because I was speaking life-giving words over myself, my actions started changing. The way I started speaking changed. If you struggle, get a paper, wrote, write 10 things on there, and when you open it, start speaking over yourself. Start speaking over yourself. It might, <clears throat> sorry, it might save your life and bring you to a point of breakthrough. If you trust God for breakthrough, this might bring you to that place. King David showed us the power of this. <clears throat> King David knew the power of self-talk. He faced the toughest day of his life where his men wanted to stone and kill him. Literally. Let's read this quickly. Look what David did. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because of the soul, because, sorry, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his son and for his daughter. An enemy came in and stole all their I mean, you know that the, the stole their daughters and their, their sons and destroyed their city. And they wanted to kill David, but look what David did. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself. He went alone and he said. This is the toughest day of my life, but I'm going to say positive, life-giving things over myself. I'm going to remind myself of what God thinks of me, and this is going to change. And there, I mean, it was, a, it was a tremendous shift in David's life. I think after this, it was not a few months and he became king. After waiting for 15 years. See, every now and then, we, we just have to preach to ourselves. Have you ever preached to yourself? Encourage your own soul. I've got this, this thing that, that me and a friend wrote. And I always take this thing. It's like a small confession that I, that, I, that I wrote. And I read this to myself so many times. It says, thank you, Lord, that I have perfect peace because my mind is focused on you. Therefore, I can say I do not have a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind that is focused on you. I know, my, I know your spirit rests on me and, and that your spirit gives me wisdom and that your spirit gives me understanding and that I have the might of God. 
I speak and confess this according to your word today. Lord, thank you for your promises and your word in my life that I will not fear. I do not have to be discouraged because I'm strong in the Lord and he will uphold me with his right hand of righteousness. He will supply every need to my family, my children, my wife, my mom and dad. I will go on like that. And this is just a small little confession that I do. And you know what? When I start feeling discouraged over my life, I start speaking this. Thank you, Lord, that you are in control that my mind is focused on you, that I have not a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind that is focused on you. When I start speaking this life over myself, guess what? All emotions change immediately. It changes. You see, and that's what we need. When the world tries to push you down and take the life from you, guess what? We need to speak His life into your situation. We need to confess the Scripture. We need to speak truth and life-giving words into our lives. If you want to see it, you need to say it. If you want to see it, you need to say it. I, I had a friend of mine, he was a kicking coach at a, at a varsity level. And everybody laughed at him because it was a new thing. And he was this guy, he just coached the guys in kicking. But uh, as we traveled, he, they always roomed him with me. And then it was so funny, every morning he would go to the, the shower. When he comes out of the shower, I could hear him in the bathroom. He would look in the mirror and say, you are a great kicking coach. You will make it to the pro level. Yeah, he had this old mantra that he, and I always thought, oh man, there he goes again. But you know what? He's a pro kicking coach today. He is coaching in super rugby. And it's like, and everybody that hears that's like, what? Really him? But you know what? He spoke that over himself every morning. Everybody laughed at him. Everybody thought, man, you stupid. But he wasn't. He still speaks that over himself. You see, Jesus said, if you say to the mountain, move, guess what? It will be removed. Remember what God said to Ezekiel? You see that bones, Ezekiel? Tell the bones, prophesy over the bones that it will start to live. Prophesy the flesh and the, everything around the bones. And it started to move. It started to move. Life came around the bones. See, God didn't say talk about them. God said to Ezekiel, speak to them. Don't talk about them, speak to them. So if you're trusting God for some miracles in your life, start speaking to the issue. Start speaking to it. If you're struggling with health in your life, start speaking to your body. My body is healthy today. Thank you that everything that needs to work is working today. Everything is perfect. Thank you, Lord, that the way you created me, that is how it will be. Everything that is not in line with your word will come in line right now. In this. If this kidney is not working, Father, thank you, this kidney will start working perfectly now in Jesus' name. That your word promise it and I live it. You see, you start speaking life-giving words over the situation that you think like, ah, oh, there is no hope. No, no, speak hope into it. Speak hope into it. If you want to make a big difference in the way we live, we need to make a small change in the way we speak. Make that change in the way we speak. If it's a small little change, it can make a big difference in the years to come because there's power in your words. There's power in our words. Now week one, I ask you to get one word to guide you and to direct you for the last four months. Remember that? I hope you have your word. Connected to a scripture. Then week two, last week, I said to you, I, I, I want to challenge you to have one thought that you meditate on in the last next few months. Just meditate on a thought that I'm 
whatever thought it is, that I'm wiser. But today I want to challenge you to get one statement. Just one statement over who you are. One little statement. Maybe it can be a statement like, God is blessing my marriage. It's getting better and better every day. That's your statement. Or maybe it can be, my children are growing in faith. God's hand of favor is on them. Thank you, Lord. My children have favor. That's your statement. Or maybe my body is healed and healthy. I'm getting better every day. My body is healed and healthy. Just one statement. Or maybe it's with God's power, I will overcome. Maybe that's your statement today. But I want to go and read it. Go and think it. It can be personal just for you. But get that statement. Write it down and start confessing it. Start speaking that life, giving words over your life. Don't just, don't just think it. Say it. Say it over yourself. Say it over friends. And if it's negative, stupid stuff, skip it. Skip it. You see, we need to trust God to change our vocabulary as we grow in Him. That's why we need to memorize Scripture. That's why sometimes I read the Bible and I get to one little phrase and I just get stuck. And I take that phrase and I start writing it down and I just speak it over myself. I just speak it over myself. I can, if you don't feel encouraged, you go to like, Lord, just as David encouraged himself in the Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit, you are encouraging me today. Today is a good day to be encouraged. Thank you, Father. I am not looking at the negative stuff or what my boss said to me or what my co-workers did or the mess my kids made. I'm going to focus on your goodness today. Today is a good day. You see, when you start saying that, you might feel stupid. Like you might feel ridiculous. But lock yourself in your car. Go into the room, into the closet if you have to. Don't stay there. But, but go in and come out. But speak to yourself and start speaking to yourself. If you don't feel confident in who you are, I want to challenge you today. Make that small little change by writing something out and say, I am confident in Him, in the God who created me, who gave me promise after promise after who I am, that my life is filled with goodness. Maybe you're struggling financially and you can't get out of the rut and you just like start confessing, my God is about to supply all my need. My God is about to break through. My God, is, He's going to give me exceedingly abundantly above all I ask or think because of the power that works within me. You just take that scripture, you speak it over yourself and I promise you that life will come. Life will come. If you want to see it, you have to say it. If you want to see it, don't just think it, say it. There's many statements here. Eh? Many, many. Can we pray this morning together? Can we pray? And let's trust God this morning. You can stand with me. So Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you that, that we just from, just from the get-go this morning, Lord, I want to cancel every negative word of our lives that, 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 that has been spoken that has hurt us, that has crushed our spirits, that has made us step back instead of stepping forward. And Father, I thank you that you will start changing that negative words of our lives into positive confessions and words that will catapult us into our destiny that you have called us to be in. 
Father, I thank you that you will change every negative emotion this morning into something positive, Lord. As we take the word, that you will start shifting us into the right place of breakthrough, Father. Father, I pray that, that you will help us in the weeks to come to meditate on this one statement of who we are. And that we will not step back and that the world dictate who we are, but that we will be dictated by your, by your word and by your spirit, Father. Father, I pray for breakthrough over our lives this week, Father. Maybe there's some of you here, you're trusting God for a significant breakthrough in some specific area of your lives. You're trusting God, you're fasting, you're praying. Lord, I pray that that breakthrough will come this week, that there will be a shift that comes this week, Father. Lord, I thank you that you are good and your mercies endure forever, Father. You are great. You are good, Father. Lord, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I pray that, that you will shift our emotions today. And Lord, I pray that, that where the enemy comes with negativity to steal our thought lives, Lord. Holy Spirit, you will help us to stop that. To stop it this morning. And Lord, that, you will, that we will recognize the negativity when it comes. And that we will shift that thing into a positive, life-giving word time. And Lord, I pray for every spouse here this morning, every married couple, that, that we will keep each other accountable to speak life-giving words into our lives, into the lives around us. Lord, that we will keep each other accountable by even if we have to shush each other. It will build a culture around us to speak positive. Lord, thank you for, for, for where you're taking us, Father. May, it, might be a, it may be a small paper plane, Lord, but you've promised us paradise. And we're on our way, and if we start changing the small little things in our lives, Lord, may the excitement grow to see the bigger things, to see the breakthrough. That we will not just look at the issues and the stuff and the, the tough things and the challenges we're going through. Lord, that we will look beyond that. And see what you've promised. See the good things, Lord, and start speaking that of our lives. Father, thank you for everyone here today, Lord. May this be a wonderful week. May this be a God-filled week, Lord. May, may our words be filled with life. And may it bring change, Father. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstellenbosch.co.za.